0: Hey guys, and welcome to Jack's Talk Podcast. My name is Ryan Brooks, a small town husband, dad, and entrepreneur. Each episode, you're going to hear about real life topics that target real life people each and every day, from struggles to fame and everything in between. So thanks for spending time with me today. Now let's jump in to your daily dose of small talk here at Jack's Talk. Hey guys, welcome back to a Small Talk with Jack's Talk. I'm the host, Ryan Brooks. I've got my wife with me today, Victoria Brooks. And uh, as we promised, we wanted to hit both aspects of marriage. Um, the problems that we thought that couldn't happen to us and um, the things that we thought we wouldn't face. While we're doing that, we've also got into like a little, what I would call an acronym of we basically sat down and broke down the whole spelling of marriage out and, and actually just labeled each and every letter of what it meant to us. So where we would actually use these in our marriage and our relationship to um, really focus on how do we become better? How do we overcome these problems that we thought that wouldn't happen to us? In the M, we I said it and called it as mindset. So for me, mindset in a marriage is very important. I think that um, the mind needs to be focused on there is no way out. Um, I know that in the past, the, the D word is what we want to call it has been throw it around and probably throw it around times that shouldn't. And I don't think neither one of us would probably ever minute. it. It's just a, an easy way out. Um, but I think the mindset needs to be more of, Hey, it will work and we will fix this. So I guess my question would be, how do you feel, um, about mindset? Like how, where does it set you? And I know this one's probably one of the hardest topics is your mindset, because at the, at the end of it, all of these other topics that we'll get into and listen, we may not get into them all, um, in this episode, but we'll we'll pick back up and and go on it. But I think all these things officially go into really affect and judge the mindset of of your marriage and and, and how you you fix that and change that mindset. What is like for me, for you, what does mindset mean and how you feel it affects your marriage?
1: I think mindset is you need to focus on what's at home, not what's work, friends to have you, me and Cooper together. I think that's the focus on what a mindset needs to be.
0: So I think mindset's probably one of the hardest things to to focus on is because there's so many outside factors that factor into, I mean, you've got, like you said, social media, you've got so many contributing factors that can affect your mindset. But I would agree it's probably, and you would agree also, it's probably one of the most important things that you can do because if your mindset to get out or take the easy way out or, if something's not happening or I'm not getting what I need, let's find the easy way. Um, or if that's adultery or it's talking to somebody else and, and confiding in somebody else. I feel like that can be a, a damaging aspect of mindset. And, and I think as we get into those other things, I think that's really going to explain to others how these topics um, really form in that dynamic of, of mindset. So going into the A, you know, um, awareness. I think awareness is, you know, hey, be aware of your feelings, their feelings, and Um, As a spouse, you know, be aware of the things that they may be dealing with, whether it's work, sports, um, just a a lifestyle change, money, finances, and how do do you address those issues properly as a spouse? And so I know a lot of times as a male, I think we address those issues off of instinct and first reaction and not necessarily probably the the right way of how, how do you address those so like if you're dealing with something at work I mean I address that in a way that's probably how I would address the situation with my friends that probably that's probably not going to set over too well with you
1: no that's not but at the same time like I guess I'm the same way like how I'm feeling or how I'm thinking is not going to be I'm not going to explain it the same way as I was to a girlfriend because sometimes I feel like you may not understand the feelings that I'm feeling whether it be marriage or um, confidence being a mom like a working mom a wife yeah then- I
0: agree I think you made a good point of the confidence thing I think that's something that men generally don't have to deal with as bad um, or they or they just don't have to express it we're confident we're, we're the man you know especially in a house of a working mom and a working wife and a spouse is like, we know, and especially in our marriage, as we can speak is, you know, like, Hey, yes, I'm the man of the house. Doesn't mean I make every decision or I'm, I'm the ruler or dictator, but you know, Hey, I'm the man of the house. And so I, and I know, you know, that. And so saying that is like confidence in my, and within the home, is not a problem for me because respectfully. So at the end of the day, you're going to be like, you know what, you're doing the right thing. I'm going to support you and do that. So I guess more so inside the home, confidence is probably not going to be an issue. Um, and, and that's just a mindset for me. It goes back to, you know, as I said, you know, the all these other topics are going to hit on mindset. And I think the awareness of that's how you feel and that's how you look at things sometimes would help adapt and change my mindset to be more of a better husband for you um, even and even a better dad. So I think that's good that that's how we deal with those issues and how, we, how do we deal with them properly is me having that awareness and understanding for hey, i I'm pregnant, Yeah. you know, I'm, I'm having a baby and, and you work so hard to get where you're at and fit and, and do that. So me not having that mindset, mental awareness of, Hey, confidence may be an issue that I'm gaining weight or that I don't look like you want to and being that I have, you know, in the past I've reached out to other individuals. And so that's probably tainted your confidence and me having that awareness of how I know I need to work twice as hard to fix that is really important to basically change that mindset of the marriage. And, and when I go to say mindset, it's not the mindset of each individual as so much as it is the entire marriage. So you can have one single mindset and I can have the other. But if you don't have that joint mindset of your marriage, it could go two different directions.
1: Yeah, I understand what you're saying. And I think that I need to give you more credit than I do, because I know that you think that I'm gorgeous and pretty, but then there's that other side of me that's like, I'm not as confident as I was before I had kids. Like I felt like you looked at me a different way before, and then when i was pregnant you looked at me a different way and now it's a different stage in her life where you're like holy moly like she's gorgeous but i'm still focused on like before that
0: so my question would be is so now you're more active and fit than you were so i know you hit on kids like so for the women out there how do you overcome that and express that to the people that may be dealing with the same issue is you mentioned like before we had kids you were more confident so looking as the male and and maybe this can help some of the women is you are now more fit and toned and healthier than you were before kids and so how do you swap that mindset as as a, a woman to i know your mindset has changed but me looking in from a husband is i see you know i see improvement i see beauty and i see the work you put in so for the women out there like how do you overcome that I mean, how, how, or is it something you can overcome?
1: Um, I think it, it is. It is something that you can overcome. I think that it'll take a couple of months, especially like after having a baby. It takes a couple months for you to get back in the groove of dieting, you're fasting, you're going, you're wanting to go to the gym, like taking care of a baby, having that time to put aside for you. You just have to push yourself to be the healthier person that you want to be, the stronger person you want to be as a wife, a mom.
0: So, and, and even saying that, so remember, we're still on the letter A, awareness. And so awareness is, you know, a lot for me, because I know at times like you've went to the gym and we and Cooper have went to, to sports and, and that, but and, and you felt like at times that you wanted to spend more time with us or so you was not spending enough time with us because you were going to the gym and stuff. But my standpoint of awareness is like, understanding and being aware that's how you feel about your body allowing letting you and allowing you to to do those things to work on you and yourself self-goals and self-esteem to because the happier you are with yourself there's a good chance that it's happier you're going to be in our marriage um, because you feel more confident and more acceptable to you know hey it's he does love me for who i am and he does think I'm beautiful. So just the male, me being aware of how you feel is, I think it's important to to know that we're using these things to make that mental mindset of how we dictate and, and carry on our marriage. So going into the next one, the responsibility, I think that's probably one of the most important, just hold on a second. Just I want to hit on, you know, she's her confidence. And she says, you know, she thinks I'm beautiful. Like in episode one, you know, I told you if there was a 10, there could be a 10, she's a 10, you know, right? So we know like she's beautiful and I know that and she knows that I know that. but responsibility. Um, I think it's the responsibility of our spouse and even ourselves to meet those needs and helping situations that arise I um, being a parent or you know and even still doing that while being a parent may even be the topic. you know it's our responsibility and it's my responsibility to put her first to, to care for her and the same for her uh, I think it goes it definitely goes both ways. But well, there's situations that we come through, whether you know it be work or, for instance, her her confidence. Like that, it's my responsibility to help her. So I need to be aware of it. It's my responsibility to help her through that, and 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 she needs to know that I'm there and helping her. My things are, are different, you know. It's her responsibility to understand that sometimes I don't always understand, and I don't always meet and feel those needs that need to be fed. Uh, so it's sometimes it's the responsibility of the other to to know that. I'm not aware I need to be aware so I know it's my responsibility but how about how do I become aware I think it's because you know sometimes you just get so caught up in your day-to-day or it's a hey we've been together for 15 years it's like you lose sight and it becomes a routine.
1: I think you hit a lot of the key points I think that I need to be responsible for meeting your needs and allowing myself to understand the situations that you go through day-to-day and asking instead of just thinking or venting to you, I think that I need to allow you to open up to me as well and not think, oh, what did he do today? Or like, what's wrong with him? What have we done? And just know that you don't just take on responsibilities of the house. You take on responsibilities of your business, of being a father, of coaching ball, or taking Cooper to here and there for me to be able to meet that confidence needs. So I think that the responsibilities that I need to take on is to talk to you and understand what you're going through as well.
0: Yeah. And I think it definitely works both ways. You know, it's a responsibility. I think that you can't really single out as the husband or the wife. I think that has to be a, a joint responsibility. I think a lot of these are are going to be combined. But I think our goal is to get both the male and the female and the man and the woman's opinion on this, because we want it to be a two-sided conversation because marriage is not obviously just one person. So for the women out there to hear your thoughts and your concerns and how you feel, the men to hear mine, but also vice versa for the, the women to hear my thoughts. I'm not their husband. I'm not their significant other or their, you know, boyfriend, but they hear where I'm coming from. Truly. That's not just, Hey, I'm telling her what she wants to hear. And, and the male, men as well is like, maybe they can see your thoughts and, and how you feel. And they may could use those same attributes in their marriage. So going to the second, the second R, which is respect. Is, and, and like I said, guys, these are again, what we come up with. So if you find this acronym anywhere else, it's just a coincidence because I've never, never looked it up. It's just, we sat down and I wrote these, the marriage out. And I said, how do we, how do we hit on these topics? I really didn't want to do an acronym because this is truly completely unscripted. We've not had a conversation about what we're talking about, these topics. We've got the topics down, but we've never, we we didn't go into any discussion. And so I really wanted just to kind of hit on these points of this marriage, because it's definitely got to be two. It's got to be you and her, or her and him, it's gotta be, um, both of you guys. And so I hit respect, you know, I think that's a huge point. And that, that point goes more to extends beyond the husband and wife. It goes to the, your kids, you know, respect their opinion, you know, whether we always agree or not, it may just be how they feel. And we need to understand that the feeling is not always directed towards us or towards the other person, but it may be an issue that needs to be addressed. And that could even be coming from two different ways of being raised, two different way, points of life and ways of life. It could be a blended family, um, you know, or a combined family that disrespecting the other person and how they were raised or that how they're feeling and, and the concerns that need to be addressed would probably be, I would say my most important letter in this whole acronym is disrespect. respect. I mean, Cooper's even said before, and, and we've joked around and we haven't joked around, but we've said thanks to one another. And- He said, well, why can't I say that? You said that. And so he watches how I respect you or don't respect you. So he watches how I respect you or don't respect you. And then he thinks, you know, whatever I do or say is okay. Um, And I think that works both ways. And that's just an example for me is he needs to see my utmost respect towards you because you are his mother. You are my wife. and and, And I need to respect that you want to be first in my life. And you need to be first and not just doing that, but respecting the fact that don't just know it, but make it happen.
1: For me, respect is maybe like you have an opinion or you need to say something. Take the time to say it and let it sink in or say it. And then if it does make me a little crazy or thinking off the wall stuff, give me that. Give me the time to sit back and be like, oh, well, this it might be what I need to tell him. Even, like you said, with Cooper, like he doesn't just see how you respect me. He sees it as how I respect his daddy. When daddy tells mama something, instead of mama getting all upset and furious and just blurting out the first thing that comes to mind, maybe just taking the time to think about it and and waiting and then talking about it later when I've cooled down. Like The respect that you need to hear as well. So Cooper don't be like, well... Mama said this, so I can talk to daddy like this.
0: Right. And that goes both ways because I think kids generally tend to see how much they can get over on their mom, you oh, know, yeah. uh, more than, more so than they do their dad. They try to push, they know they can push those limits because, you know, as a boy, it's mama's boy. And, you know, um, he, he knows that and you express that, especially when you get into like, Cooper says, I love daddy or just joking around. You're like, well, I carried you for nine months and that, that's just... You know, so it tends to happen that way. So, I respecting that fact for me is, you know, respecting you more or respecting you enough to tell you when I'm having a, an issue with something. Um, it doesn't have to be showing respect; it just it could be just addressing addressing respect and addressing it like, "Hey, I respect you enough to know that, and our marriage enough to know that this is bothering us. Um, this is bothering me. This is what I, I don't like it. I don't think it's right. And no matter what what it may be, just touching on the topic of hey, I respect you enough to know that this is bothering me and I respect our marriage enough to know that I want you to know that this is bothering me so it doesn't continue to become a burden on our marriage. That's probably, for me, is is, is huge. Um, and I, I don't know, disrespect alone, that's the easiest one I came up with and it's because I feel like, as my wife, you deserve my uttermost respect because Cooper is my son. He is our child. He will always be our child. But the fact that I got to marry you out of what all these people in the world like that's enough to gain my respect because you chose me and I chose you and that for for me that is where respect becomes the most important so the next we get into I and this is probably going to be Victoria's least favorite which I think it would probably be most women's just because it's a topic that a lot of people don't want to discuss you know it's it's something that happens within a marriage but I think it's important I think it's a very important topic um, and that's intimacy it's not always about yourself. It's not about the pleasing of yourself. Intimacy is not that. That is pleasure. It's about pleasing and intimacy. So yes, pleasing and pleasure become a similar topic, but in this aspect, we're relaying them as two different um, meanings. So intimacy is more of, hey, so it's, it's about not just about yourself, but how do I please my spouse? Like I know it's my responsibility and I'm, I'm aware of that to make sure that we are intimate. And that's that's more of like, hey, I should want to. I should want to please you as as your husband. And I, I should want to be intimate with you. I should want to be like, you know, sexually attracted to you. And I want to meet your needs and be passionate about it. And it doesn't mean it need to be a routine like, hey, we're gonna once a week or twice a week, but it's also that it's going to hit onto a topic of respect is just because you're not always intimate because you may not feel well, or you may just have a busy schedule, respect the fact that it's not that they're not wanting to be intimate, but that issues are, are coming up. I think the process of engagement is you need to enjoy that time to, to feel that, that physical love for one another. I know for me, and males don't have this big of an issue. I think we have a problem being intimate. the The physical, sexual part is not it's not one of the problems. I think it's the intimacy part that becomes a problem. Is because intimate is not just okay. Let's let's do what husband and wife do and be done. And I think you can agree on this: is when you're intimate, everything's different. You feel a passion and love that's like you've never felt before, and that's what husband and wife should do and and want to do. Um, but when you start seeking just because. I think that's where you lose sight of the commitment and the intimacy is because you can have that same feeling that's not intimate with any person. And you can have that that same desire with any person, but the intimate part of that relationship has got to be something that's understood and respected from a husband and wife standpoint that I want to have that with you. And I want to have that feeling with my wife. And I know that you can't just, be routine about it, it's got to be something that I know that it's my duty as a husband to satisfy your intimate and romantic needs.
1: You're right. Intimacy is a hard discussion for me because for a long time, I thought it was just like sexual. But to me, as a woman, as a wife, I don't think it's just about the sexual part of the relationship. I think it's about like the romantic side as well. And if I don't feel it, Like us doing a mom and dad date or us just spending that hour on the back porch talking. Like it's hard, I think, for me to see the, I guess, the intimacy that you need from me. If that makes any sense, like we have worked a lot the past couple of months and I feel like I've done great at showing you the other side of not just hey let's go to the movies or out to eat or can we just sit on the back porch and talk but to show the love that i have for you
0: yeah i think a lot of people have a misconception an understanding of intimacy i think a lot of people think it's just got to be sexual we can have a, an intimate date that doesn't have to be you know sexual is a, is a key part of that but being intimate is just showing that love and compassion and it, it's just looking into the other person's eyes and letting them feel that they actually are meaningful that you do care about them that when you look in those eyes and you have that that time or, or just cutting up and being you know releasing everything else from life and looking at the other and being you know intimate i think that's the misconception is everybody thinks it has to be sexual my job is to satisfy your needs in more ways than just sexual and that's you know your feelings like satisfied that's intimate like getting getting in touch with your feelings and letting you know that, Hey, it's more than that. I want to be intimate with you in all aspects of my life, not just sexual. I mean, that's the easy part for me. And, and because if the other things line up, the, the feelings and the, the compassionate about what you're intimate about, if I can line all those things up, the sexual part's going to fall into place. It's going to happen because the respect, the the responsibility, and the awareness of those things, first of all, set the mindset of your marriage and the rest of the things are going to all fall into place because of that intimacy of, and I think that's really, and the word I'm going to use is like the soul, but that's not it. You know, I think it's more of the feeling side of it. If you can get in connection with the, the feelings of, of your spouse, I feel like those areas are going to lead to some awesome intimacy, whether it be a date, whether it be in the bedroom, whatever it may be. I think that area, If you can address those um, intimacy is going to be phenomenal going into it with a mindset that it's my job to please my spouse. Intimacy is not me getting something out of this. It's what can I give to her?
1: What can we, what can I give to you?
0: And so next is attitude and I think this can be spun a lot of different ways. You know, I think the, the biggest and most common would be, you know, presenting a positive attitude towards the other and, and the marriage. Having a positive outlook, which also includes at times, you know, self-reflection and then your attitude and your own look, you know, I think it's the most damaging part of attitude is it's hard to admit our mistakes and it's hard to address mistakes in a marriage when you look at them with angry eyes. And so when I say angry eyes is an argument, we have, we get an argument and then we're trying to fix this problem immediately. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: While we're angry, we're addressing these things. I mean,
1: really out of hate,
0: out of hatred, yeah. and in spite. I think yeah. spiteful will be, a, you know, because I don't, I don't necessarily think, say things to be hateful to you, but I do say I'm on a spite at times, I and I think that that addresses and adjusts our attitude. That it definitely not the best outlook on things. You know, I, I, we've said that hey, if we're something, we got something that's bothering us. Let's talk about it. Let's fix it. If we try to address that, and I immediately try to get the last word and respond to your feeling. Are we really fixing it? I think the attitude has to be positive. I can't just tell her to, what's bothering her now, just because I don't like it. I don't want to hear it. So it can't. It's got to be a two-way street. It can't be. We got this rule in place, but it only works when I want to tell you what how I feel. I think it's definitely got to be something that you have that positive attitude. Like I, I know a lot of times I know I'm wrong, but immediately I don't realize that I'm wrong. I have to calm down and look at them with my understanding eyes and not an angry eye because nobody wants to point the finger at their self.
1: I think to say what you have to say without looking at somebody with anger or thinking about the past or, you know, are they telling me the truth or they, um, just saying this to please me. You said earlier, open your eyes with a positive look instead of those angry eyes.
0: So I think you said looking at the past, And that's, it brings up a good point because some of the things that I have done in the past can dictate your attitude at times. And and also mine, when you address things that you don't like and I'm like, okay, you're bringing up the past, that, that adjusts my attitude. And, but it also adjusts how you look at a situation sometimes because of the, what I've done. So those things in the past do dictate your attitude at times because it's a, it's a bad feeling. You don't like the way it felt. You don't like the way it made you feel. And it's just a—it's a part of overcoming that situation, and still, you know, guys, we listen. We're not perfect by no means. Not at so, all. So, so saying that, like, we still overcome these issues daily. It's a continuous journey. It's not a job. It's a journey because a job is we're reaping monetary benefits, or that this is a journey because we're re- reaping rewards out of overcoming this. It's not fun at times, but some of the hardest journeys. And some of the best hikes we've ever went on were the hardest because the, the ending of the, the ending of the journey was, there was a beautiful sightseeing adventure and there was adventures that we really got to, to enjoy. So we would call it a journey. We know there's a, a brighter day at the end of whatever trial or, or situation we may go through me. And, and it's funny, I just, I keep saying this, but all these aspects point back to one another because you can't have one without the other. You know, you can't have awareness without responsibility or responsibility without respect, and you can't have any of this, can't have the mindset without any of them because all these build up to that mindset of having a positive, fluent, functional, respectful, and intimate marriage. And so going into the G's growth, um, I put growth is because you have to continue to grow in your marriage. You can't be high school sweethearts forever. Your, your, life changes, your dynamic changes, you have kids, you have more responsibility and so you have to continue to grow. And how do you do that is getting your relationship and growing with one another at times, you got to get back to the basics. And I know you said you can't be high school sweethearts, but what what instilled that fire in you when you met your spouse, you know, um, and you've got to build on that spark, you've got to build on growing and including new things in your marriage so it doesn't become routine you know, it's so easy for us on a Friday night to say, Hey, where are we going deep? We're just going to this, you know, everyone hey, in the same spot. And that's not, sometimes it can be just trying a new restaurant or dedicating your time for one another on a Friday night, once a month and growing in your relationship where you can actually spend time with each other and not just for a brief second and have to worry about being a parent. Yes. We love our kid more than anything, but Having that opportunity to grow and understand each other, especially since, you know, you have a trial, sometimes are setbacks, you know, you don't grow when you're succeeding, you grow when you're struggling. Uh, growth that comes in the weakness, we, you never get stronger. It's just like in a sports, you have to practice to be better. You don't become better by winning. You win by becoming better. Women change like styles. Like, the things that they require in me in the same way is becomes different every day. And what we want is sometimes dictated by the things around us. And so just continuing to grow in that marriage is a huge and key vital part of making it better and making it more pleasurable and easier uh, for each other.
1: Growing in a relationship, it to me means taking those days before having kids. And taking the time to get those butterflies back, where it, whether it's hiking, going on a hike, or picking, going bowling with a dress on with <laughs> bowling shoes. We've done that. It's also about taking the time to allow God to work in your marriage. I agree. Um, allow God to study your marriage and to allow him to be first at all times, whether it's the bad or the good. You got married. You got God at the top of the mountain, and your husband and wife are at the bottom. And I feel like helping it grow and getting back to that spark when we first got together comes from Him, to opening up our eyes to see what each other needs and wants.
0: I know that's that's the only reason, that the key main reason that our, our marriage is still where it's at, even though we've all, we fell short in our marriage and we fell short in each, with each other and in our lives, like we didn't have that spiritual foundation, we couldn't, I don't think we'd still be together. You know, you said you got your husband and wife at the bottom of the mountain, you've got God at the top. That requires you both to climb a mountain, you know? And sometimes you climb it faster than I do. Sometimes I need a hand to be pulled up. And that's the responsibility of a husband and a wife is the growth is not just physically or, or mentally, it's, it's spiritually. There's days that I need a hand and you pull me up. And that's why, the growth in the marriage is so important because it, it's here again, our responsibility. It's my responsibility on the days that you're struggling to make you better and to encourage you to be better. And same for me is you help me grow in ways that sometimes I didn't realize. Um, I didn't realize that we still had so much growth because we got content. I mean, high school sweethearts, you get so overwhelmed and satisfied with the other person that it's like, we're just going to be married for 60 or 70 years and not know each other. We're not going to grow. We've done so-called done what we needed to do in life, and that's get married, have kids, and take care of our kids. But growth stopped. I think growth stopped there, Um, and we didn't think it did because we still laughed. We still cut up. But
1: I feel like we were just allowing the outside to come in and not allowing God to grow within us as our self, as a couple, as parents, as a mom and dad. A brother and sister like we just allowed the outside world to pretty much pick at our marriage let the devil in and god was like no this is what's happening
0: and 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 it it didn't attack us at things we we didn't like it attacked us at things that were intriguing and convenient um you know i'm so thankful that we were able to address these issues and be aware and you guys it's not easy it's not this has been a continuous battle and an emotional battle emotional struggle and it still gets emotional at times as you can probably hear but it's like this is a sensitive topic to us and i think this podcast is is maybe part of that growth stage is because we actually get to talk to each other about our issues and how do we overcome those and knowing that we're not the only ones that that deal with these issues and and have to overcome these issues and so the last is is engagement you've got to engage in activities and, and and things that your spouse enjoys um i think that's a part of growth also and become mentally engaged in your marriage it's not a job guys it's a journey if you're not mentally engaged in your spouse or your your marriage there's nothing they can do or you can do to make it grow to make it intimate to be aware to be responsible none of that stuff is going to go if you're not engaged your marriage will never have the mindset it needs if you're not engaged in your spouse like i have to be consistently engaged in hers because she doesn't always understand what I'm going through, but she's engaged in me so much that she listens to what I have to say because she she wants to feel the pain that I'm carrying. It's not that she wants to feel it, but she doesn't want me to carry it alone. I couldn't ask for anything else because that's engagement. And for us to open up, you've got to open up to your spouse and whether it makes you soft or whether it makes you embarrassed or whatever the case may be, you have to be so engaged that this person can know when your breathing is not the same when something's bothering you because I want to be so on fire and engaged in her life that she knows without a shadow of a doubt that I love her I will do anything for her I don't want to buy her love I want to be so engaged that she can look at me and smile and she knows it's because I'm not trying to impress her I'm just I'm so thankful for having her in my life and and loving her and I'm just being so thankful for her that she's a part of my success my business Um, And even my failures is, you know, she's been so there through that and helped me overcome the worldly things that if any other woman would have been my wife, I don't think I would have had a partner to stick with and help me through my, my weaknesses and my failures.
1: Yeah, I do agree. Like Ryan said, um, engage in your spouse's activities, your spouse's joys, what they like, whether it's women go in hunting or going to play golf, which is the most boring thing, (laughs) but Ron likes it. So I play, not just to make him happy, to spend that time with him and him to see that it's not all about me. Um, And men, like Ryan said earlier, it's not all about the material things, the house, the cars, the just money (laughs) in general. It's about taking the time to take a walk or to sit on the river and fish. Like, it's not about the things that you get, get, get. It's just about the things that slow down life and make you think this is what marriage is all about. This is what a relationship's about. You don't need the big fancy thing. You just need to show each other the love.
0: And so it's engaged in time. And as I hit, you know, on on that first episode, time's not anywhere in these topics, but it's about the time you spend with your spouse. You know, the time that's cherished, the time that's enjoyed and, and really that's what's sought after is time. Like I, when things are going bad and you're wanting more, you're, you're wanting more of me and my time. You want me to give that to you because you deserve it. You're not entitled to that you deserve it. And I think that's really some of the the, the key topics that really address us, our marriage and, and, and what really has helped us. We continue to, to try to fix these things. We're not perfect. We're not by any means. How we continue is we know that we're not perfect. We, we know we're not fixed, we're broken. So to have a broken life means to have a broken marriage, but you got two people that can mend that together. And how you over, you can't overcome that without, in our opinion, these things, the engagement, the growth, the attitude, the intimacy, respect for one another, the responsibility as a, as a spouse to know that it's my job to provide not physically, you know, materialistic things and my responsibility to provide for my wife in every aspect of our marriage and she, and and both ways. And and the awareness of those things is being aware of what I have to do and what's wrong in my life. And you work on those things step-by-step. I feel like those those will change the mindset and dynamic of your marriage and put things back on track, but you can't stop there. You've got to keep continuing to addressing these things so you can become better and better and more involved. The devil's not going to quit attacking you just because you fixed one problem. He's just going to work that much harder. And so addressing these issues constantly is going to, I think, lead to a happier marriage and do as we did and think about problems we didn't know that existed or it couldn't happen to us because It it happened to us, it continued to happen, and it doesn't have to be the same topic but things can continue to attack your marriage if you allow it to. For us, this is work growing and and, then engaging in one another to be able to be the husband and wife for each other that we both deserve and our kids deserve as as parents. They don't need to see us being somebody we're not. They need to see us be the husband and wife that they know we can be. We appreciate you guys joining us for a small talk here with Jack's Talk. Can't wait for episode three. We'll release that as it comes. Y'all stick around. Have a good day, and we appreciate you. Thank you guys for joining me for a small talk here at Jack's Hawk. I'm the host, Ryan Brooks. Be on the lookout for new episodes releasing soon. We appreciate you being with us. We'll see you around.